In this episode, we'll take a deeper dive into why capitalism is failing, why it can't recover, and why socialism is a smart choice to replace the capitalist system before it expires. Hi, I'm Phil Hansen, and you're listening to Full Stop Hard Left Turn, a podcast that maps the political minefields of socioeconomic change in the age of overpopulation, climate change, and emerging pandemics. Full Stop Hard Left Turn advocates for radical social, political, and economic transformations in order to advance society and propel human evolution. On a long-term agenda are a multitude of critical issues like establishing global peace, ending poverty, hunger, and homelessness, expanding health care to all, increasing working-class prosperity, furthering education, maximizing human potential, protecting and restoring the environment, and so much more. Hop aboard and strap in. Your ride begins after this brief message. Full Stop Hard Left Turn is brought to you courtesy of Anchor, the free podcast hosting platform that makes it easy for anyone to start and run a podcast using any device. Well, maybe not a toaster or an electric can opener or even a TV remote. As it turns out, there are limits to everything. Get to Anchor.fm and let the experts guide you through the startup and production processes. If you're looking for a new challenge and are ready for change, podcasting might be your next big thing. Anchor.fm Capitalism plunders the future by vandalizing the present. Think about that statement for a moment. Think about what it says about our values, both as a society and as individuals, and our deficit of moral integrity, our absence of a sense of responsibility, our lack of vision, our collective insanity, and most important of all, our haste to condemn knowledge and wisdom and deny them places at the table. Capitalism looks great when viewed from a short-term perspective, but when viewed over the long term, it resembles nothing so much as a chronic disaster in progress. By pandering to private greed rather than fulfilling genuine public need, the capitalist system sows the seeds of its own destruction. There are many ways that capitalism undermines itself, even as it enriches the capitalists who support the system. No economic system that depends on unlimited amounts of finite resources or on unlimited and continued growth in the closed environment of a finite world, or that consumes most or all of its human and resource capital in the pursuit of profits, is sustainable. A capitalist economic system destroys itself from the bottom up by marginalizing and then casting off those on the lowest rung of the economic ladder, then repeating the process again and again, until only wealthy people remain on the ladder. As an economic system, capitalism only succeeds until it ceases to grow. When growth stops, the economy stalls, and then it implodes. Major weaknesses that render capitalism unsustainable over the long term are its unwavering commitment to turn essential wealth into money, regardless of the cost or consequences. 
is total dependence on perpetual economic growth, which is impossible to sustain in a limited environment that provides equally limited resources, and the inevitability that over time it consumes all of its capital resources, literally cannibalizing itself in the process. Taken together, these inherent defects of capitalism, combined with its negative effects on people and environment, seal its fate. A critical component of capitalism is its dependence on the art of rationalizing the irrational. Because of the profit motive, no risk is too great, no project too stupid, and no downside too dire when there's money to be made. With the pretext of predominantly serving public needs, capitalism became the preferred economic system throughout much of the world. That capitalism now predominantly serves private greed to the exclusion of countless millions of disenfranchised working class people does not bode well for its future. Another downside of capitalism is that it loots the commons at public expense. Corporations lease thousands of acres of public resource-bearing land for a pittance, extract resources at enormous profit, and then abandon their depleted projects, leaving the public on the hook for environmental cleanup and restoration costs. The situation doesn't get any better when it comes to agricultural land, most of which is privately owned and not part of the commons. Corporate farmers and industrial farming methods strip the soil of micro and macronutrients and replace them with synthetic fertilizers and a witch's brew of toxic chemicals designed to control weed and insect infestations, practices that inhibit the growth of healthy plants and the production of nutritious food. Current corporate agricultural practices put the entire global food supply in extreme jeopardy. Capitalism sees no problem with risking people's health and often their lives for the sake of making a buck. Anything that boosts the numbers on the bottom line is fair play. GMOs are a case in point. There is no logical reason why they should even exist, except they are extremely profitable for a few interested parties that stand to make billions if GMOs are widely accepted. Environmental health does not matter. Human health does not matter. Only profits matter. Is there any doubt that the ugliest aspect of right-wing policy is its propensity to harm children whenever an opportunity arises? Corporations don't care, and neither do Republicans or corporate Democrats. Gun control? Stand down or I'll shoot your ass. Education? Education is for dummies. Immigration reform? Nah, just separate the kids from their parents and send them all to the concentration camps. Healthcare? Healthcare is for rich people and rich people's kids. Carcinogens contaminating the food supply. Shut up and eat. Environmental protections? You're kidding. Nothing must interfere with profits. When you understand the many ways that capitalism is killing us, Embracing socialism looks like the better strategy for ensuring long-term survival of ourselves, our nation, our species, and our planet. Disabuse yourselves of the notion that capitalists care about the economy. What they really care about is capitalism's ability to produce gargantuan short-term profits. The wealthiest one-tenth of one percent of the population have already captured most of the global wealth, 
and it's only a matter of time until they have it all. Great wealth is a black hole into which all other wealth eventually disappears. What the lay public fails to understand is that regardless of whether the market rises spectacularly or drops precipitously, the savvy capitalist knows how to profit from existential market conditions. Because the wealthy sacrifice nothing, it would be good to reframe the debate about the economic class divide and the terms we use to describe our social and economic status within that framework. Let's stop calling it shared sacrifice and start calling it shared responsibility with the understanding that with responsibility comes accountability. Let's stop calling our capitalist economic system a meritocracy and call it by the far more accurate term kleptocracy which it more closely resembles. Let's change the mindset that the working class is expendable to one that recognizes that a well-educated and well-compensated working class is essential to the smooth functioning and of a vibrant and prosperous economy. In the process of redefining and clarifying terminology, let's reveal capitalism for what it is the primary facilitator of individual greed and the main driver of both environmental destruction and widespread poverty. To quote, to quote Chris Williams in Dissident Voice, the inexorable logic of capitalist market relations and the fixation on short-term profit, profitability trump common sense over the physical constraints of the universe, as reported by the world's preeminent scientific experts. End quote. Ironically, the environment and the economy are inextricably bound together so tightly that what positively affects one negatively impacts the other. Any attempt to stimulate and grow the economy results in further degradation of the environment, while every move to protect the environment tends to apply the brakes to economic growth. It's a classic case of rock meets hard place and the people caught between them are so fixated on protecting the status quo, they fail to realize that simple changes in the way we think are the first steps to repairing much of the environmental damage and social carnage incurred since the 20th century began. A big lie, maybe the biggest lie capitalists tell themselves and others, is that capital is superior to labor. It's bullshit, of course, but if you believe that myth, consider the following. You need a hole dug in your yard so you can plant a tree. You place a small stack of bills on the ground where you want the hole located and you wait. Nothing happens. You add more money to the stack of bills, hoping the hole you need dug will soon appear. It doesn't. You need more money. You add more money to the growing pile, but still there is no hole. In a reality inhabited by working people, until someone actually picks up a shovel and starts digging, that hole is never going to happen. Capital is superior to labor? Not in this universe. It's time to dispel the myths surrounding capitalism, then replace that archaic economic system with something that's more fair and all-inclusive for the people, less destructive of the environment, and sustainable from one generation to the next. 
Another big lie capitalists tell themselves and others is that an economic system based on the capitalist model will continue to grow quarter after quarter, year after year, forever. This too is bullshit, and one need not be a physicist to understand why. The short explanation is that physical limits cannot be exceeded. To succeed, capitalism must grow, and that is its fatal flaw. Capitalism is doomed to fail for several obvious reasons. Only a relatively few enjoy the full benefits capitalism provides, while everyone else struggles to survive. Over time, capitalism consumes all of its resources, trashes vital ecosystems, and destroys the environment as exploits the many to benefit the few. Capital Capitalism is not and has never been a sustainable economic model. Increasing population, diminishing resources, and the ecosphere's inability to absorb vast and increasing amounts of toxic waste lock capitalism onto a collision course with the future. Capitalism will not survive that collision. And if that's not enough, climate change will seal the deal. Big changes are coming to the economy, to the country, and to the world, but I don't pretend to know which way things will turn or how they will all shake out. If working class people prevail, capitalism will give way to a fairer but vastly different economic system that allows everyone to thrive. If the capitalist system prevails and the oligarchs who now control the federal government are doing their utmost to ensure that it does, the people will perish, as will most, if not all, other life on earth. The most egregious lie that capitalists tell themselves and others is not about capitalism, but about its antagonist, socialism. Critics claim that socialism will destroy the economy, destroy society, destroy the world, but they have yet to offer any proof that validates those claims. Their arguments are bogus and silly and purposely designed to strike fear into the hearts and minds of the working class. Capitalists know that when working class voters learn the underlying truths about socialism and capitalism, it's game over for capitalism. They know that the best option they have for keeping the game in play is to keep working class voters ignorant and fearful of socialism by spreading vicious lies about it. A common misconception about socialism is that it's incompatible with democracy. It's not. Socialism is an economic system, and democracy is a form of government. Outside of the necessary regulatory functions that all governments exercise over prevailing economic, system, economic systems, one has absolutely nothing to do with the other. In fact, socialism and democracy work very well together significantly better than capitalism and democracy do. Capitalists fear that socialism will destroy their ability to capture and hoard a major portion of the nation's wealth, and indeed it will. From the capitalist perspective, that's a dire outcome, but it's not at all dire for the untold millions who are enslaved by the capitalist system and the untold billions more who are, who are victimized in other ways by the capitalist system. Socialism, being the destructive force that it is, will also destroy poverty, homelessness, health care debt, education debt, unemployment, 
and a host of other negative issues that tend to afflict society's lesser valued members the most. How can anyone other than a corporate shill possibly think that those are bad things? Okay, we've talked about economics. Let's change gears now and talk about politics for a bit. A major problem with the whole vote blue no matter who mindset is that it virtually guarantees elected officials who are willing to kick the can down the road on environmental issues to better serve corporate interests. Scientists, thousands of them, now tell us we're almost out of time to effect useful strategies that help us avoid environmental collapse and that there's no time left for can kicking. It doesn't make any difference which party sits in the White House. If the party in control is not prepared to make climate change priority one and combat it with the urgency and intensity it deserves, we're all toast. My confidence that partisan politics can and will respond with the urgency and commitment necessary to avert global climate catastrophe is exactly zero. Republicans can't get their shit together, Democrats won't get their shit together, and neither party seems capable of mounting a credible and sustainable defense against the onslaught of increasing global climate chaos. Where there, there is lack of political will, there is lack of political action. Both parties are beholden to corporate overlords because the U.S. political system is a wholly owned subsidiary of a corporatocracy that cares only about profits and not at all about people. Neither party has any intention of upsetting the status quo, and I've seen nothing in 50-plus years of fairly intense political scrutiny that would convince me otherwise. In 2016, the Democratic Party pushed an inferior candidate, Hillary Clinton, over a far better candidate, Bernie Sanders. It was a fallout from that debacle that gave us Donald Trump. Now, nearly four years after an egregious mistake from which they apparently learned nothing, Democratic leadership is repeating the error by doubling down on status quo corporate candidate Joe Biden in lieu of a more progressive and far better candidate, Bernie Sanders. The Democratic Party would, in fact, rather give Hillary Clinton a second shot at the presidency than risk giving Bernie access to more political power than he already has. The 2020 election is our last best chance to get a handle on global heating before we reach irreversible tipping points. Time is of the essence, as they say, and we can't afford to waste a minute of it. When you understand that climate change is no longer imminent, that it's already here, You'll understand the urgency for radical ideas and actions that lead inevitably to bulletproof solutions. I make no apologies for not being a blue no matter who kind of voter. Global heating and related climate changes, not to mention the many environmental disasters that go hand in hand with these, are existential crises demanding immediate and decisive action to rein in the driving forces that propel us toward irreversible tipping points. Once we reach these tipping points, now less than a dozen years away, there is no coming back. This is a full stop, all hands on deck emergency. Anything less than a highly motivated and concerted maximum effort by all people in all places to reverse greenhouse gas emissions and stop the inundation of toxic chemicals polluting our environment ends in the probable extinction 
everywhere on Earth of most species that are large enough to be seen without a microscope. Humans are included in this group. No candidate who fails to understand this emergency or rise to this occasion is worthy of my vote. Okay, I'm going to slam the door on this episode and change gears once again in preparation for the next one. You've been listening to Full Stop Hard Left Turn. I'm Phil Hansen, urging you to be safe, be well, be informed, and to keep raising your voice until you have one. Thank you.